0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Good show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Winter's Tires starting at only $49.95 only. Big O Tires with no credit needed financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Live from the Dish Professionals, give them a call, 801-424-DISH. Get signed up, get entered to win that $1,000. We're drawing it at the end of the show. If you got to sign up for Dish from the Dish Pros, 801-424-DISH. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, of course, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowler. Jack, what's going on, Bowler? Hey,
0: Jake, Gordon.
1: Hey, Bowler. Bowler, uh, are you – I probably asked you this before, but are, are you somebody who geeks out with the NBA offseason? Do you like this uh, the stuff, the moves, the behind-the-scenes, the numbers? Do you like all that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I surf it all day. Uh, what else have I got to do? <laughs> but, no, I, I have. It's intriguing to see players um, – let's take Hayward, for example, uh, who's getting more time to make uh, his decision – Whether or not to opt in or out of a $32 million deal. Okay. I'm trying to figure that one out. Uh, Trade, possibly, or trying to dismiss a trade. I don't know. Uh, Harden, Brooklyn, take your pick. A lot of big names searching uh, for a way to win a ring. So with these changes that are being made, Bowler, are the Jazz going to join the club? Well, you know, I think as we have talked, um, and this is the MO of the Utah Jazz, it may change under Ryan Smith when the papers are signed. But from the days that I can remember, from Scott Layden to Kevin O'Connor to Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck, the way they do business, until they want the information posted, it's to the chest. I mean, they kept the, the Miller... Uh, Ryan Smith, a sale to the vest, to the chest, and nothing leaked. Um, You know, and all all of those guys I just mentioned have one thing in common, and they've always protected not only the Millers and the organization, but the players. And what I mean by that is the last thing you want is to put a false uh, trade out there on social media and then – it doesn't happen and you have to reel that player back in and make him aware that he's part of this team. So I'm never in the, and since I've covered the jazz and it's been a few years, they've never been super Uber aggressive when it comes to throwing information out this time of year. And here we are in November instead of uh, uh, June and July. So it's not going to change. Um, yeah, they're, they're after Jordan Clarkson, I'm sure. Uh, will he take the bait, take the money? I don't know. He's got a really good thing uh, with that second unit, and he can be used in you know multiple lineups in Quinn Snyder's system. So, you know, it's hard to say. I know that people want change, and I understand that because the rest of the league, it's almost like the dam broke and the information is flowing uh, with Shams and, and uh, Ojanowski, but nothing with the Jazz. So I get it, but I still think behind the scenes, uh, the Jazz are still trying to work it out the best they can. i got to throw this out. I'm not sure what the legalities are, too, in this time of transition. I don't know who can really make the call financially, if the Millers do or if Ryan Smith can uh, because the trade, excuse me, the trade or the sale, you know, hasn't been completed through the Board of Governors vote. So, you know, f- financial decisions may be being worked through a liaison process. And I know Steve Starks is uh, trying to, uh, you know, handle some of those transition questions that are going on. So at least that's what I understood. Yeah in the the Zoom call that we had. So I don't know if that's part of the non-communicative uh, situation at the time. It could be, uh, but it could be just the way the Jazz have always operated.
1: Bowler, do you think uh, Chris Paul makes the Suns a playoff team? Uh, you know,
0: everywhere he goes, I mean, I think he's one of the most competitive six-footers in the league. And age is starting to creep up. And look, it's hard for me to go back and think of the 05 draft, which was my first year uh, with the Utah Jazz. And Jerry Sloan wanted a bigger guard, and so he took Darren Williams, and Chris Paul slipped and went to New Orleans uh, on the next pick. So it's hard to believe that D. Will's out of the league now for, what, three, going on four years, and Chris Paul keeps pedaling the bike, and he's off injured. Um, I don't know what the this shorter off season will do to him, and making another change. But he's going to team up if it all comes down um, as as predicted to play with Devin Booker. You know, Jake, you, you bring up good questions about players that are they you know ownership thinks are going to match and mesh well. Booker needs the ball. Chris Paul wants the ball. It didn't work right in Houston. And it didn't really work in New Orleans and it didn't, ah, it worked a bit in OKC, but he didn't have some of the higher level talent that is developing in a Devin Booker in Phoenix. So I'm not, I'm not sure how that, how that gets along. If Harden wants out of Houston and Westbrook and he couldn't get along with Chris Paul and Dwight Howard, you know, I don't know. These guys are always searching and a lot of times it never happens. And, I think maybe we're in that same situation too, where uh, there's a lot of money to be put on the table uh, for Chris Paul at a very late stage of his career, and he's just an injury away from not being a factor. So, always roll the dice, right? Um, but i have always—it's always intriguing to me. Right now, a lot of big names, uh, including Hayward, um, who you know are trying to make these decisions. Of whether or not to play for, you know, twenty-seven million Anthony Davis, thirty-four million, you know Hayward, if they want to opt out and try for better. How about Rodney Hood, by the way, opting out, coming off an Achilles for six million. I'm not sure if he'll get that or any or anything close to it. Um, so it, it always intrigues me to think what the the uh, the players thinking or what he's being directed to think uh, by his agent. And this is the the crazy time of year, and we're getting a pretty good dose of it. Fuller, the Bucks uh,
1: giving out a lot of assets in order to get Bogdanovich, the other Bogdanovich, and Drew Holiday.
0: Yeah, yeah. What what do you what do you make of that? Uh, Obviously, Jake and I were talking about it earlier. Obviously, they feel like they need to make some moves in order to keep Giannis there. I think you just hit it. I think it's probably you know everything for Giannis right now put the players they think in place around him, uh, which is what they did for LeBron at every stop that he's been. Um, it's, it's one of those things where management can't afford in a mid-sized market like Milwaukee to lose a player of the impact of Lanta Takumbo. So what they do is they try to appease him and give up players that they think aren't going to work and other players who come in and think they'll mesh. And it's it's always risky. But what do you do, right? It's it's if Donovan Mitchell declared his unhappiness, the Jazz would most likely always try like they did with Carl. Uh, you know, Carl always seemed to be unhappy in the off season, but he got you know, got things worked out with Larry. You know, he was uh he loved Sloan, he loved Stockton, they brought in Hornacek. they got the two titles but just couldn't win against Jordan and the Bulls. So You know, I'm sure Carl had say on what some moves were, and I'm sure Giannis is doing the same thing and promises made. And this is the time of year that either you put up or shut up, and you have to make some big, bold decisions to move players out and move players in. And that's where we are. And I know Jazz fans want to hear news. It, It most likely will come, but not, I think, the way that we or they fans would expect it to happen um I have no clue what if the jazz are gonna make that super max move on on gobert, but to pay both he and Donovan it's a huge um commitment financial commitment uh and a commitment to Rudy and Donovan and we'll see how this turns out uh if the if if there's a voice that donovan uh is trying to to vocalize on his opinion if they're listening if Rudy's got you know his thoughts as well so we'll see but uh, it's kind of that time of year where I'm intrigued and it's always kind of the same conversation where the jazz remains silent and silence in most regards in people's minds means no action but I'm not convinced that's that's the case um but again I'm going to wait just like everybody else and find out
1: Bowler, Gordon and I spent a big chunk of the show yesterday debating the possibility of uh, James Harden, who, as you know, uh, wants a trade to Brooklyn, whether Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden would work. Mm.
0: Do you think that that would work? You know, Jake, I tell you, we've seen these experiments all the time. And, uh, look, Kyrie, ball dominant, Kevin Durant wants to reprove that he's the best in the league or the top three coming off the Achilles. And you got James Harden, who has to have the ball in his hands, uh, at least puts up what – I don't have the average in front of me, but the guy was a launching pad. I mean, 19, 20-some-odd shots a game. Uh, I mean, on paper, it sounds dynamic and impossible to beat. But, you know, 10 games in with a new head coach uh, and Steve Nash, I'm not sure how it works. I mean, to me, it sounds like it could be a disaster. On paper, it sounds intriguing. But you know, Jake, how all those players think, right? Kyrie's had his issues in Boston. Kevin Durant jumped around and stunning, stunned us all by leaving OKC to chase the ring. And now, you know, was paid $40 million this year to rehab. a uh, busted Achilles, and I just don't know how he's going to react back on the floor. So that's going to be one big story, no question, uh, in Brooklyn. But my gut tells me trouble. That's just me. I'm not sure if Nash, despite his MVPs and the success he had, being a rookie head coach, how he's going to try to reel those three in to listen to him and um, put together an offense that's going to appease all three because they're all three is going to want shots. And there's only so many On the floor.
1: So, Bowler, the Jazz picking at number 23, if they stay stay there, what kind of player do you think they're looking for? We're all guessing right now, and it'll depend on who's available and if there are any surprise picks in front
0: of them. But, But describe the draft pick that you think will be available for the Jazz at that spot. Well, I think this is a draft pick that everybody would want kind of the same player. You know, six, six and a half with an incredible wingspan to close down passing lanes and then have the ability to, to be physical athletic at the rim, but then step out, spread the floor for Donovan and be a consistent three point shooter. I mean, that's almost like, could you put that in a mold and uh, produce it? Right. I mean, there's far and few between there's some guys that are intriguing out there. And, and, you know, a couple of Arizona kids, um, you know, the Washington player. Um, and, you know, you could go overseas. It's an investment, too. Jake, I don't have the number in front of me, but I think is a 23rd pick about a 1 million, two or 4, something in that range, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe you're so, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, it's it's another commitment uh, of a young player at 23 that maybe you don't know as much about because you didn't get to really see them play. Uh, They've worked out some, but still, you know, via Zoom or, you know, did you get to know their personality? I mean, you have to use a lot of contacts to really break down the personality of a player that you're going to draft and commit, you know, four years to or develop. I'm not sure, honestly, guys, and I'd like to get your thought. I mean, at 23, I don't see a player being an immediate impact. And if the jazz want to make that next step, which is the fine line of good to great, you know, that another, another developmental player just doesn't kind of fit the bill. But again, you may hit. And that's always the, 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 the roll of the dice of draft night, Carl and John mid teens, And look what happened. All of famers. So it happens 23 is a little different. Um, so, Again, the word's intriguing to see what they're going to do. Trade up, trade out, uh, trade trade down. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say. But, um, again, we're going to find out tomorrow night, and I'm excited to see how it turns out. Uh, I, I have a feeling, you know, we're going to get after that, you know, the free agent movement and trades are going to be, I think, uh, and they're going to bristle. But what I'm learning is the West is getting even better, right? Don't we say that every year? Yeah, it I mean, feels like it doesn't. I <laughs> mean, it's insane to think that if if that's the case, that Booker and and Paul are in Phoenix, and then Golden State returns their their powerful lineup after injury. Um, I heard I know, we know Porzingis won't play for probably the first ten, twelve games, or the first of the year until you know he's back from injury. So it's really, I, I tell you, it's, it's, it's a buzzsaw in the West. And it's you have to stay on top of it, obviously. But the, the big question is, are the pockets deeper with Ryan Smith and his family than the Millers? And are they willing to go, that that like I said, that one tough step forward to, to truly be in the top two in the West with a legitimate chance uh, to win a Western Conference uh, championship? man that's a fine line and you have to be lucky by the way with injury uh, throughout you know the course of this season will be 72 games but you know it's just hard to say what uh, what will happen with Denver and Dallas and Portland and uh, you see uh Phoenix trying to make a run and um you know Sacramento's a young team buddy healed and company i mean the jazz it's going to be a battle i mean those top 8 spots are tough to get they really are
1: Bowler, we've got the big draft show uh, tomorrow night. We'll go, uh, you know, all the way through second round, and we'll get uh, Dennis and Zan- uh, Justin Zanuck's comments as well. But uh, keep your phone on, William.
0: We'll, uh, we'll check in with you and get your thoughts. Oh man, I love it. Uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be watching, listening, all of the above, and um, I don't know, you know, what direction the Jazz go. Um, it's good to know Bogey's healthy and back, uh, and back in that lineup. Uh, I'm anxious to see uh, what they do at the bench and what players stay or go or packaged, or if we just make another run at it with Rudy and company. So uh, we're going to find out together guys. So yeah, give me a holler if you need it. I know you've got a lot of experts out there.
1: <laughs> we'll check in with you tomorrow bowler. We'll take you up on that buddy. All right, pal. Be good. All Thank right. you. That's our friend, Craig Bowler, Jack uh, <clears throat> television voice of the Utah Jazz here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.